Welcome to Overlooked, a podcast by Tunuka Media. My name is Yemi, and I'll be your host for the show. In this podcast, I introduce you to potentially overlooked news stories from around the world. This will include the good, the bad, and sometimes the absolutely hilarious. To keep you informed, I pick up stories that may have been missed by your home news network. The Overlooked podcast is produced every week and covers news articles from the previous week. Come back often, share with your friends, and feel free to add the podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. My goal is to make sure you have a pleasant and engaging listening experience every single time you tune in. So drop me a note on Twitter or Facebook. Just search for Tunuka Media. That is T-U-N-U-K-A Media. Episodes are also hosted on YouTube on the Tunuka Media YouTube channel. Again, that is T-U-N-U-K-A Media. Links to the stories will also be posted in the show notes. Finally, if you come across stories or articles that you think should be featured here, please share them and let us all keep informed. Now, let's get to this week's episode. In our fourth episode, we will discuss and Frank's diary being turned into a video blog. The Seychelles expecting to build the world's largest saltwater floating solar plant. Dozens being killed by militia in both the Ituri and North Kivu provinces of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Prickles the sheep returning home to its farm after running away during bushfires in 2013. An Oxford professor who was arrested on suspicion of stealing ancient biblical fragments from a collection at the university. Bangladesh Coast Guard that rescued 396 Rohingya refugees from a drifting boat. The Namibian government, which has opened its borders to Angolan nationals who are seeking medical attention. And finally, a Kenyan governor who plans to include Hennessy as part of COVID-19 care packages. Now, let's get into the show. In our first story, and Frank's diary has been turned into a video blog. A series of video diaries based on the writings of Jewish teenager Anne Frank during her years hiding from the Nazis in World War II have now become a hit with young viewers, according to the Anne Frank House Museum. Anne, who died of typhoid in the Bergen Belsen concentration camp in 1945, age 15, is played by actress Luna Cruz Perez, who bears a striking resemblance to the teenager. She talks to the camera about life, teenage insecurities, and experiences based on excerpts from letters and diary entries. Anne Frank Video Diaries follows Anne Frank from 29 March 1944 onwards. She is 14 years old and has been living over a year and a half together with her parents Otto and Edith, sister Margaret, Augustine and Herman Van Pils, and their son Peter and Fizz Peffer. Anne films herself and the events of the secret annex. Looks back. Anne films herself and the events of the secret annex. Looks back on the time before they went into hiding. Talks about the war and shares her deepest thoughts and feelings. The video diary ends on 4th August 1944, when Anne and seven other people from the secret annex, as well as two of their non-Jewish helpers, are arrested. And Frank Video Diary consists of 15 episodes and can be seen in over 60 countries on youtube.com forward slash Anne Frank. 
The video series is in Dutch, with subtitles in German, English, Portuguese, and Spanish. The links to the video diaries will be in the show notes as always. Our next story takes us to Seychelles. In the Seychelles, French developer Q-Air has been selected to develop the largest floating solar power plant to be installed on saltwater in the world. The 5 megawatt plant will be the first project led by an independent power producer in Seychelles. The project, which is anticipated to start July, will be built on the lagoon on Mihi. The company claims it will be the world's largest floating photovoltaic project to be installed in a saltwater environment when it is completed end of this year, this year being 2020. According to QAir, the project is the very first solar array to be spearheaded by an independent power producer in Seychelles. The solar plant will require 13,500 solar panels, which will be built across 40,000 square meters of water. Republic of Seychelles is an island republic in the Western Indian Ocean, comprising of 115 islands with lush tropical vegetation, beautiful beaches, and a wide variety of marine life. The Republic of Seychelles itself is one of the world's smallest countries with a population of less than 100,000. It is composed of two main island groups, the Mehe group of more than 40 central mountainous granitic islands and the second group of more than 70 outer flat coralline islands. Our next story takes us to the Democratic Republic of Congo. In our story, we share that dozens have been killed in suspected militia attacks in both the Ituri and North Kivu provinces of the country. Officials from the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo have confirmed on April 15 that 29 people have been killed in two attacks that took place in the area, marking a strike in activities of militia groups in the area. According to reports, Adel Alingi, the head of Jugu administrative region in Ituri province said that Kodiko assailants targeted the people of Koli village from the Hima ethnic community in their sleep and killed 22 civilians over the weekend, that is April 11 and 12. Kodeko, whose official name is Cooperative for the Development of Congo, is an armed political religious sect of Ituri drawn from the Lengu ethnic group. Following the first attack, a next attack took place on April 14, which resulted in the death of two soldiers, one civilian, and five members of the Allied Democratic Forces Militia in Beni, near North Kivu province. The conflict between Lendu, mainly farmers, and Hema, herders and traders, has a long history in the gold and oil-rich province. Tens of thousands of people were killed between 1999 and 2003, according to the UN. I personally really like cute stories, so here's one just because. Prickles the sheep ran for her life in the 2013 Tasmanian bushfires from her Donali farm in Tasmania. The fleecy fugitive has been on the run, or on the lamb ever since. Now an isolation expert after seven years in the bush 
Prickles has been caught. After missing seven rounds of shearing, Prickles is a sight to behold. I've included pictures in the blog. Prickles is a bare-faced merino, and she does not grow wool on her face. That's why she's able to survive. The family's farm was burnt by the 2013 fires and 50 kilometers of fencing had to be replaced. It was during the time that she got trapped at the back of the farm, and once new fences went back in, she couldn't get back to the rest of the sheep. Farmer and owner Mrs. Gray is running a competition to guess the weight of Prickles' fleece to raise money online through my cause for the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. The money will go to people such as refugees who aren't as fortunate as Prickles to return home. Check out her picture on the blog. It's so cute. She's so fluffy and big. This next story takes us to the United Kingdom. An Oxford professor was arrested on suspicion of stealing ancient biblical fragments from a collection at the university. Dirk Obink, an associate professor in papyrology and Greek literature at Oxford University, was arrested on Thursday by Thames Valley Police on suspicion of stealing 13 priceless ancient papyrus biblical fragments from a collection at the university. The fragments were subsequently sold to the Museum of the Bible, Washington, D.C. After being initially reported stolen in November 12, 2019, after being initially stolen on November 12, 2019, they were discovered at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., founded in 2017 by the Green family, billionaire American evangelical Christians who own Hobby Lobby. The 63-year-old professor has since said that the claims against him are a malicious attempt to damage his reputation and career. The fragments come from Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, among other biblical works. Our next story takes us to Bangladesh and India, where Coast Guards rescued 396 Rohingya refugees from a drifting boat. Nearly 400 Rohingya refugees who were trying to reach Malaysia have been rescued in Bangladesh after being at sea for two months. A Coast Guard spokesman told AFP News that they were on a big overcrowded fishing trawler and were brought to a beach near Tenkaf. Video images showed a crowd of compromised, mostly women and children, some sick, thin, and unable to stand, being helped to shore. One emaciated man lay on the sand. One refugee told a reporter that the group had been turned back from Malaysia twice and a fight had broken out on board between passengers and crew at some point. The boat, which was spotted by an Air Force surveillance plane, was escorted out of Malaysian waters by two Navy ships after being provided with food supplies, the Air Force has said in a statement. Buddhist majority Myanmar does not recognize Rohingya as citizens and they face severe curbs on freedom of movement as well as access to healthcare and education. Myanmar denies persecuting Rohingya and says that they are not an indigenous ethnic group but immigrants from South Asia 
even though many Rohingya are able to trace their ancestry back centuries. More than a million live in refugee camps in southern Bangladesh, the majority having been driven from homes in Myanmar after a 2013 military crackdown the army said was a response to attack by Rohingya insurgents. For years, Rohingya from Myanmar have boarded boats organized by smugglers in the hope of finding refugee in Southeast Asia, usually making voyages during the dry season from November to March when the waters are calm. If you ever have the opportunity, I'll encourage you to visit the Canadian Museum of Human Rights. It is located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I think it's a sober experience that is worth having, especially in this day and age. So our next story is partway funny, partway cringy, and I'll let you, the listener, be the best judge of that. Kenyan Governor Mike Sonko plans to include Hennessy as part of COVID-19 care packages. In addition to traditional food staples, Mike Sonko, the governor of Nairobi in Kenya, also sent a few small bottles of the popular cognac Hennessy in the packages. Sonko confirmed the inclusion during a media briefing on Tuesday. He rationalized his inclusion by saying that alcohol is a throat sanitizer, that the World Health Organization has said alcohol plays a major role in killing the coronavirus. However, the WHO has said that alcohol is not a safeguard against the coronavirus and actually recommends that people reduce drinking habits. The WHO explained that alcohol can actually hamper the immune system, making people more susceptible to catching the virus. Sonko himself is no stranger to controversy. Last year, the governor was arrested on corruption charges and was forced to abandon some of his responsibilities to the national government. Hennessy has also rejected any of Sonko's claims that alcohol can protect someone from getting the virus. They would like to stress that the consumption of the brand or any other alcoholic beverage does not protect against the virus. At the time of this recording, the governor has not made further comments. Our next story takes us to Namibia, where the government now plans to open its borders to Angolans who are seeking treatment for COVID-19. The Namibian government has opened its borders to Angola nationals who are seeking medical attention. This was contained in a directive issued on Wednesday, April 15, by Chief of Immigration in the Ministry of Home Affairs, Safety and Security, Nehemia Injishkewa. In a quote, Nehemia said that Angolans nationals, particularly those classified as border residents living along the border with Namibia, would be lawfully allowed to enter Namibia on condition of seeking medical attention, which would also mean visiting the hospital, collection of repeat medication, and further examination. The directive is sent to all supervisors at borders, all directors and ministry as well as to the Inspector of General of the Namibian Police. The government had closed all its borders in recent weeks, except for the essential goods amid the coronavirus outbreak. 16 cases have been confirmed in the country. The national lockdown that first started in Erongo and Comas regions have been extended until midnight, 4th of May, 
amid a state of emergency. Angola so far has recorded 19 cases of coronavirus and two deaths. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Cheers, friends. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, the podcast will be released every week. Also, don't forget to follow Tunuka Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Connect to say hi or even share your stories that are happening in your local area or region. Nothing is too big or small. Thanks again. And now for the bloopers. Let's get into it. Anne, who died from of type and Frank Video Diary follows Anne Frank from tw- two thousand, as well as two as, the, as well as two of their non-Jewish help help. The largest floating waters power of the Allied Democrat Dirk Obink, an associate professor, safety and security. Nehemiah Nehemia Ngeshep.